0: Welcome to Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so that you have the courage to live your best life. I'm Rebecca Mullin, a relationship coach living in Western Colorado. Welcome to this bonus episode where you can pause the podcast to talk about any of my prompts, So, you and your sweetheart end up with a variety of date nights and get them onto your calendar. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast, that'll set you up well for this bonus episode. Would you like some suggestions about the different dates a friend, a lover, or a partner would find appealing? Last week, we talked about why it's helpful to batch a bunch of date night ideas because if you wait until the moment you and your sweetheart have come together to begin to think about your date, you'll opt for Netflix and a pizza nine times out of 10. But if you can be mindful about choosing dates, you can strengthen the three roles inside your relationship, the friend, the lover, and the partner. The more you develop your friendship, the deeper you'll understand your spouse. Bonding with your partner secures the two of you as teammates, and playing with your lover lubricates everything so you fight less and love feels smooth and easy. Because this is a bonus episode, I'm formatting things a little differently. I'll pause regularly throughout the podcast so you can chat with your sweetheart about the question I've just asked. You might use the podcast to create a date night experience, pausing and restarting, or you might... Take a week or more to wander your way through the topics I bring up. First, let's talk about date night ideas that connect you to the friend that you married. When you plan an activity that nourishes the friend in your marriage, you'll focus on two things the friend does best, talking and listening. What's great about nourishing the friend role in your relationship is that you feel more connected. When you understand your sweetheart's motivations, dreams, and desires, you naturally grow compassion for them. And compassion helps you to weather the storms that life will inevitably throw at you. I think of the friend rule in your relationship like the foundation of a house. You want to keep it shored up and dig deep casings so your foundation is stable. For the friend, think about date nights that foster conversation. The best conversation is when you each have time and space to reveal what's on your mind and in your heart. Those revelations need a place to land, too. So bring your best listening self to your friend date night. Your relationship is unique. In order to create dates that increase the depth of your friendship with your sweetheart, think about what promotes conversation for you. Do you talk or listen best when both of you are looking forward? Some people find it easier to talk when no one is looking right at them. Or do you talk or listen best when looking into each other's faces? Some people find it easier to talk when they have eye contact. (laughs) This may seem like a silly and insignificant thing, but I've noticed with the couples that I coach that gaze is fundamental to how much conversation flows naturally and freely. I'm definitely a talk best while chopping veggies or walking or doing anything that lets my body be a little bit busy. But I listen best when holding a gaze. How about you? How about your sweetheart? If looking forward helps you to talk or listen, You'll want to choose a date night that involves movement, a drive, a walk, or some other movement that helps you travel in the same direction. Or you could choose a date night that includes making something with your hands, cooking, gazing at a lovely sunset, or sanding your house before you paint it. But if you choose a project, here's my warning, agree that the project is a catalyst for conversation, not completion. (laughs) Otherwise, your partner will leap in there and sabotage your friendship date. If, however, looking into each other's eyes helps you to talk or listen, choose a date night that sets you across from each other, a meal or a fire pit. Choose a date night that connects your bodies as you face each other, maybe feet in each other's laps for foot rubs. Now consider the style of date that helps you talk best or listen best. If your sweetheart talks most easily when you hold their gaze and you want your sweetheart to tell you things, then choose a date that will foster their desire to open up by gazing at each other. When my husband senses there's a struggle between us, he asks me to sit down with them. He looks right into my eyes and then he asks, what's up? Something's bothering you. This is very intense for me. It's hard for me to talk unless I'm kind of looking away at something else. On the other hand, this is how I know my husband's fully attending to me and is listening. So knowing this has helped us be mindful about how to foster our friendship. Sometimes we'll start with a full-on gaze, and then once I know he's really tuned in and listening intently, I'll say, "Ah, would you mind if we took a walk to talk about this? Here's a couple of suggestions for friendship-building date nights for your relationship. A stroll around your neighborhood after dinner a shared beverage with a snack where you can see each other. Get out some good pencils and draw each other's eyes. That allows you to sometimes gaze and sometimes be drawing or play a game. That way sometimes you're looking at each other and sometimes you're looking at the game. A great date that fosters the friendship in your relationship is one that helps you get to know each other better through talking and listening. Something that allows you to know each other better to know and be known. Other great dates to build the friendship in your marriage are things that make you feel cozy and comfy. Watching a movie or TV together, sitting together with your phones and occasionally showing each other what you're looking at, napping together. The core of building the friend role in your relationship is about feeling known and knowing your sweetheart. You can actively know your sweetheart by talking and listening, but you can also know and be known by your sweetheart when you simply share time together and notice each other. Watching a movie isn't an active conversation, but you get to know your sweetheart when you notice the types of movies they like. Likewise, when you notice what they're pointing out on their phone, you get to know something different about your sweetheart. If you decided to use this podcast like a workshop, pause it here and discuss how you and your sweetheart want to create friendship dates. In the second part of this bonus episode, let's talk about date nights ideas that connect you to the partner you married. When you plan an activity that nourishes the partnership in your marriage, you'll take turns with the two things the partner does best lead and follow. What's great about nourishing the partnership roles in your relationship is that you get to share a sense of accomplishment. When you achieve alongside your sweetheart, pride of completion unites the two of you as teammates. I think of the partner role in your relationship like the engine of your relationship. You want to keep that engine oiled and well-maintained. You also want to make sure that engine gets plenty of rest so it doesn't burn out. When you share partnership-oriented dates, you're tending to the details of living together. This is keeping things well oiled. You'll fight less about the logistics of life if you tend to the partner dates. But if you overdo the partner dates, it's all work and no play makes you a dull person, right? So make sure there's also plenty of rest from partner dates. In order to create dates that build your partnership, Imagine ideas that revolve around contribution or achievement. Partners feel connected when they're striving for the same goal. You'll feel most united as a team if at the end of the date, you can see the result of your teamwork. When you and your sweetheart share partnership-building dates, you create a feeling of safety and trust in your relationship. You increase the feeling of reliability in your relationship. Your relationship is unique. What shared dreams do you have? How do your skills complement each other? You will feel like teammates when you're able to lead and or follow each other through the course of your project to a satisfactory result that you can both see. So what promotes achievement for you? Do you prefer to lead or to follow? Are you the one with the ideas, but you need help to bring them across the finish line? Or do you prefer to implement someone else's vision? Do you enjoy the satisfaction of a shared task and you find joy in contributing to your spouse's dream? Maybe it depends on the activity, right? When my husband and I re the cords that hold our raft together, Dave was a better leader and I was a better implementer of his vision. Now, when we're planning a week's worth of meals, I might be a better leader because I do most of the cooking at our house, but I just want his help generating ideas. If you enjoy leading, choose a date night that inspires you. Ask your partner to join you by giving a clear invitation. Create a vision of how this project will improve your lives and tell your partner why you value them as a teammate in this endeavor. Embrace your role as leader while your date unfolds. Appreciate your spouse by mentioning specific skills or an attitude. It helped me when David said, oh, you're folding the webbing over before you put it through the next grommet? Okay, that's a great idea. Then be the happiness you want to feel and your spouse will follow your lead. If however you prefer to follow... Listen for cues that describe the date night project your partner has in mind. Draw out your partner by expressing your curiosity or enthusiasm to be part of the project. Embrace your role as follower. Defer to your partner's leadership by offering respect and curiosity. Then be the happiness you want to feel and your partner will feel your support. Some great date nights for partners One of them might be to develop a new skill in the kitchen, use a new tool together, make a new recipe, or just simply share the task of cooking dinner together. Or develop a savings or an investment plan and make a to-do list on strategies to help you save and invest. Or volunteer together at a charity that you both admire. What date night ideas do you have to strengthen the partnership in your relationship? If you've decided to use this podcast, like a workshop, pause it here and discuss partnership dates. When do you like to lead? How do you like to follow? What type of partner dates would serve your relationship? In this third section of the podcast, let's talk about date night ideas that connect you to the lover you married. When you plan an activity that nourishes the lover role in your marriage, you'll take turns with the two things the lover does best, laughter and adventuring. What's great about nourishing the lover roles in your relationship is that your barriers come down. You feel deeply connected because you've shared a novel experience. Seek out date nights that foster laughter, adventure, and a little bit of risk. Laughter is genuine because it's kind of a surprise, and that's why you laugh. You laugh because you didn't expect what just happened. Risk and adventure ignite your sensual body. You become attuned to dangers. You become attuned to sensual feelings, real or imagined. And when you safely survive the risky, adventurous date, a trust is built between you and your lover, setting you up to welcome the vulnerability of a sexual encounter together. Both laughter and adventure flood your body with happy hormones. They also loosen the grip of stress hormones and that breaks down barriers. Lovers feel connected when they're bathed in those juicy happy hormones. Now your relationship is unique. In order to create dates that connect you as lovers, imagine dates that will inspire laughter or dates that will have you united in an adventure Date nights that connect you to the lover that you married. First of all, focus on what promotes laughter for you. Do you like to watch? Are you more likely to join in laughter someone else creates? Or do you enjoy the role of comic? Do you regularly riff about what's ironic or goofy or odd? And then think about what adventures appeal to you. Do you like physical feats that push your limits? Or are you more likely to enjoy the adventure of a puzzle that wakes up your brain? If laughter is more likely to loosen you up, choose a date night that feeds your sense of humor. Attend a comedy club, watch the goofy seals at your local aquarium, or scour the news for the oddest human stories. Notice how laughter loosens your muscles as well as your brain. Noticing these delicious effects will increase your willingness to loosen more. And laughter will come more frequently. When you share a laugh with your spouse, a flood of hormones will bond you tighter. If adventure is more likely to loosen you up, choose a date night that ignites your physical body by raising your heart rate. Or a date night that sparks your imagination with a mystery that you and your sweetheart can solve. Embrace the sensual pleasure your body gets as you sweat. Embrace the thrill you have when your brain engages in deep thought. Notice how adventure increases your confidence and how confidence is directly connected to your sexual desire. Great dates for lovers. Try getting lost in a jungle, an urban jungle or a green jungle. And once you're lost, find your way out together. Rent or borrow a new piece of equipment, and experiment. (laughs) Have you ever tried hopping on a pogo stick? That's a funny one. Hide something and ask your lover to find it. A ring, a new pen, or a puppy. Which kind of date makes you feel closest to your lover? And which kind of date is the hardest for you to pull off? If you've decided to use this podcast like a workshop, pause it here to discuss lover lead dates. In the last segment of this bonus episode, we're going to get these dates onto your calendar while at the same time, you'll notice the sorts of dates your sweetheart favors. Okay, now you've got a collection of dates now, right? You've got at least one date of each kind. A friend date, a partner date, and a lover date. Maybe you have several of each type. Write down your dates. I just did scraps of paper this year, but in years past, I've been very fancy and wrote the dates on paper hearts. The key is that each date has its own piece of paper. Spread all the dates out so you can see them. And then on separate scraps of paper or paper hearts or on a real paper calendar, create a timeline. Because David and I are used to doing this, we actually have 12 months represented. But for you, it might be just three weeks. Just choose the time frame that's helpful for you and that can accommodate the number of dates you have. Okay, you've got the timeline, you've got the date night activities. Now, take turns choosing the dates and putting them onto the timeline. My husband was surprised how early in our choice making I picked kayak for a day. And I already mentioned that I was surprised when he picked wash the windows. David and I usually have more dates than we can fit on the calendar of a year. And this is because some of our dates are big vacations. We've realized after doing this many years that not everything we want to do will fit. And it's better to take time and not cram things in. I think that's why... I like this game of watching each other fill up the calendar. This way we have a balance of things we both want and we see what things we don't choose if time gets scarce. That's a really good lesson. And you might enjoy seeing what things don't actually make it onto your list or onto your calendar. We've learned to fit the more challenging partner dates into realistic time frames at my house. (laughs) And I've been able to see that if I'm going to go on an adventure that really pushes me out of my comfort zone, I want to plan ahead to make sure I'm good and rested before going into that scary adventure. Okay. I hope you have as much fun with this date night batch kit as I do. I hope it allows you to fit some exciting dates into your life that would otherwise linger in the, oh, that would be fun to do someday category. And I really hope This gives you what you needed to avoid the date night doldrums of what you want to do. I don't know what you want to do. As always, I'd really love to hear how this goes at your house. Would you text me and tell me about the dates you choose? What surprised you as you did this exercise? What date are you happiest about getting onto the calendar? Text me at 970-210-4480 and fill me in. That's it for today. I'm Rebecca Mullen, and this has been Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're better able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so you can have the courage to live your best life. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd be grateful if you'd send a link to your friend. Habits for Your Happily Ever After is produced by Grace Smith. All our music and sound comes from Walk West Productions. I'm Rebecca Mullen. Thanks for including me in your relationship today.